Talk K57. My name is Sean Watson. I'm a member of the VFW, and it's September 1st. Good evening. Yours truly, Johnny at Two Light Titano, with uh, Military Order Purple Heart and VFW, and Acting Fire Chief at Teachland Fire Department. You making up stuff now? Why no. not? Everybody else is. <laughs> <laughs> How you like that? I'm like, what? Uh, Tom Devil. Remember the military of purple on Guam. And the guy in the booth taking care of us, we got Jordan. You got, you, you, your night is cut out for you tonight, son. Oh, yeah. I'm more than excited. <laughs> I could tell. All right, uh, <laughs> this is Vet Talk on News Talk K57. We are broadcasting on 570 AM, 96.5 FM. We have audio and video on Facebook, News Talk K57, PNCGuam.com. K57.com. I'm just so excited. <laughs> Tom, you're still a it soup sandwich. My world. You're still a soup sandwich. <laughs> uh, uh, now, where was I? Uh, <laughs> we're also broadcasting on the weather channels on both uh, GTA and Docomo. And if you have a smart device, uh, you can download the app for us, which is News Talk K57 from either the iOS store or Google Play. Am I confusing you there, Johnny? And what's our number? I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, okay. I just well, saw the confused look on your face. No, man, I'm, I'm try- I still got my cheat sheet here. Yeah, you don't have enough stuff on there. I know. Man. Yeah, <laughs> if if you want to call in and be a part of our show, our phone number is 577. 
seven five five seven five. I don't. What's our phone number? Four seven seven. Four seven seven fifty seven fifty seven. Wow. What's on? And but first. Six seven one area code. Yes, oh. I was gonna say we're forgetting the six seven one there. And we're broadcasting throughout the Pacific, the East Coast, West Coast, Midwest, and throughout the Orient, Polynesia, and yours truly. Okay, um, so six seven one four seven seven five seven five seven. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Um, let's start with the announcements. Uh, announcements I have uh, American Legion will be doing their monthly meeting this Saturday at 11 o'clock at the American Legion upstairs meeting room BFW that's American Legion oh American Legion yes okay. that's okay. why I said American Legion all right well you had me confused because I didn't know there was American Legion but okay Right. <laughs> I, I, Tom, you're no longer soup sandwich. Johnny, you're soup sandwich. I'm hanging in there. I had a long day. I, had a, I went to all these places. Okay, what's your announcements? I got uh, several. Gold Star meeting with the, uh, the big boys tomorrow at 1400 at the mayor's office. For those that want to uh, take part in the site dedication at Skinner Plaza. Uh, the details and everything will be coming out uh, about the 24th of September. Well, the details will be coming out at 1400. And we like to say that we got a support letter to from Senator Joe St. Augustine in regards to the proclamation the 3rd this Friday. And that's it for now. Okay, Tom. I have a letter that the uh, Department of Veterans Affairs sent to me. It concerns the military or the Purple Heart. Mm -hmm. If you have military or Purple Heart on any of your claims, the Veterans Administration will not recognize it anymore because the military or Purple Heart fired all their service officers mm -hmm. about two years ago. They don't do that anymore. Okay. Uh, so they're sending, I'm, they're sending these letters out to those veterans that at one time had military or purple heart as their representative they have to pick somebody else now that's what i was going to ask uh, it's they're just going to drop the claim completely or wait till they get somebody else to represent them i can't i don't know i just don't know i have no idea they don't specify that the way i read the letter i i received one also is uh any representation from the military order purple heart will be disclaimed so that's that's really sad, you know. A very so, so if somebody has a claim that's well, I mean, they, they've been uh, pretty much not working for t a couple of years now. I would think anybody that has military or the Purple Heart as their service officer and still has a claim out there, one they shouldn't have a claim out there still after two years. That's a whole different issue. Uh, I I would think they would have somebody else representing them by now. I think you're right. Well, our last representative so. was Ron Kanata. Right. And then he was being disposed and let go by the military order Purple Heart a couple of years ago. And uh, thank goodness the Assen office picked him up. And so he's a full-time employee with the Assen office. Right. And I'm sure he moved, everybody he was connected with, uh, with under MOPH, he's moved over to GovGuam. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Tom, you have anything else? No, that's it. Um, 
It's sad that the military of Purple Heart has come to this. Mm-hmm. It's sad that any veterans organizations, whether it's military of Purple Heart or whatever, has come to this. But this is not the only organization that has had service officers, and basically that service is defunct now. It's sad. What's the status of uh, MOPH National? Well, <clears throat> for me personally, it's still there. They don't they don't send out a magazine anymore unless you get the magazine you know through the online the, online. But I think it's going to be defunct. Mm. I think what's happening now, and this is just me, is that you're not going to get new. Nobody is going to join that organization, as far as I'm concerned. Because, you know that's just what are you going to give them? And those members that are on the, in the organization, those life members, they probably won't get involved in it as the way they used to. But that's just the way it is. Okay. But uh, that's just me. That's my opinion. That's your opinion. So there's, there's no word if they're still in existence or if they're shutting down. We don't I know that. I haven't heard anything. All right. We have a phone call. Okay. Right. Hey, Joe, welcome to Vet Talk. How are you doing tonight? Uh, okay. Uh, and you guys... Uh, Good evening. Um, I just wanted to bring up the situation that we we had or having regarding that is a uh, uh, classification. You know, like, like I when I call you guys, I believe it was last week Wednesday, and uh, I brought up uh, the issue of. Uh, a draftees, a veteran and a draftees. You know, like I said, my, my son, who is 45 years old, reminded me that if you are draftees, you should be automatically uh, given 100%. No, that's not uh, correct. No. But, uh, you know, uh, because we don't have a choice you know, as a draftee, and uh, yeah. unfortunately, uh, the only way you can get uh, a disa- disability rating is you have to file a claim, and it has to be service connected, and it has to be adjudicated. There is no such thing as an automatic disability. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just, I, you know, I just wanted to bring that up. Um, I'm getting uh, my percentage, so uh, actually. Uh, you know, no complaint on that, but uh, I just decided to bring that up because remember the Vietnam and, and uh, uh, what's called that, and uh, a lot of lot of those guys that I encounter were also you know, draftees, and uh, and I, I I just decided to uh, bring that up and. Uh, yeah. Now that uh, you clarify, you know, because uh, like I said, I got my I got my benefits, you know, but it took me uh, a while to uh, because yeah, of, it's uh, taken everybody a long time. Uh, are you have anything else, Joe? No, that that's it. And uh, okay. I want to thank you guys because I do. Uh, if I have chance, I listen to you, to you guys, and. Uh, <laughs> Well, yeah. we, we, we definitely appreciate that. All right. All right you well, have a good night. Good night. Take right. care, man. All right, you too. All right. Well, yeah, there is no such thing as an automatic uh, disability rating. That, that does not exist. 
uh, I mean, Tom, you you lost part of your body in war, and your disability wasn't <laughs> automatic. You had to claim for that too. Yeah, yeah. See, it's even Purple Heart, you get a Purple Heart. You know, you got injured in war, but VA still people, has to adjudicate that. I get a lot of medals in war. Yeah, and they don't get a disability because they don't have a disability. Mm. They do their time, they get wounded, they don't have a disability, and they move on yeah. with their lives. So, okay. Um, you know, just before we, we came on the air, and this is a hot topic that we talk about quite a bit on this show, uh, I actually got a copy of the budget that was voted on last night. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's a lot of pages. I had to go through it twice to find the, the Veterans Affairs Office in that. Lo and behold, I was surprised. I, I was looking at it, and I finally found it, and I went... Just before we went on the air, I went, holy crap. And Tom was like, is that a good a holy crap or a bad holy crap? I was like, uh, actually, I'm very, very shocked. $968,605 is what the legislature approved last night when they passed the budget. And it has been sent to the governor's office for her signature. Tom, it's almost your million dollars that you've always asked for. Almost. Almost. It's $31,395 short. Right. They probably did that just to irk me. Yeah. Well, I, I had... <laughs> the, the thing is, you know, uh, we all of a sudden in this room, we actually looked, listened to the budget hearing, and they were talking about $700-something thousand, then another 200-something thousand that was going to be set aside for the office for uh, high dollar items but uh, I didn't see that verbiage in the bill okay I I, I don't know I, I didn't when have a I, chance to read the whole thing yeah, I mean it's all, all five lines on uh, Friday I'll have to do some research to see if I get I can get the copy of the bill it'll take me a while I have a copy no, okay well background copy yeah. Attachments, any attachments to the copies? I didn't see any in this. I know. That's and this is supposed to be the engrossed copy. <clears throat> well, yes. There's engrossed and then there's a really engrossed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, when you, when you mention this, I would defer to John. Because John has got a lot of experience lately about the budget indirectly and in the, the physical aspects of the cemetery. He visited, goes there almost every week. He was there earlier today, I yes. believe. And I'd like to know how he personally feels. No, you don't. Because I'm so d disappointed. I thought she was going to say dejected. No, no, no. It's worse than that. But I'm on the air and I can't say as what a real Marine would say. But as far as I'm concerned, Pedo, Tony Atta, you didn't do your job. And you're a complete misrepresentation for the veterans of Guam. And I tell you what, 900000 that ain't jack. Go down and visit the cemetery. The chapel's falling apart. They got 38 headstones that got to be put on in place. You got one guy down there, Joe Cruz, and the other Joe Cruz that, I don't know, he's a long, on loan from labor. You represent the committee. You are the, you are the ones in charge. You failed this very bad. And for all you veterans out there listening, Oh yeah, it's a sharp increase after five years, nine hundred thousand from four hundred thousand, 
And how much did we contribute to this island, Tom? Over 55. No, no, no it went up to 62. Know, it went up to 62 at the Veterans Commission meeting. <clears throat> and they give us what? Not even That's a not even a sweat off a... Ooh. Never mind. Beep. Beep. Yeah, yeah. But it's, as far as I'm concerned... I, hang on, Johnny. We, we have somebody that wants to talk about that as well. Go ahead. Right. Hey, Brian, welcome to Vet Talk. How you doing There's tonight? Man. Good, good. Yourself? Doing good. Hey, I, I got two things. I'll start with the easy one first. <laughs> is there, uh, is there uh, a such thing? Friday at the Guam Veterans Commission... They said they needed plaques installed at the cemetery. So I, being my diligent self, I went and got in contact with the CB. They agreed to do it. I then called Tim Huggin, the director, and said, Tim, what do you got and how many? Is it the ground or the bub? Oh, I'll call you on Monday. Well, he left island. He leaves tomorrow. Oh, so but he hasn't called. So now I found out they need 25 in-ground plaques installed. So they need the sand, mesh, and concrete to do it. They'll make up, the guys at the cemetery will make up the 25 concrete blocks. The CBs are going to get back to me. We will probably do it around the 18th of September. So... It is being taken care of. Brian, Johnny. Yeah. What I found out today, any coordination has to go through Lucy or, um, come on, Johnny, who's the other Tanya? one? Tanya. Tanya. <laughs> any any correspondence or any, any um, talk has to go through them, okay? Yeah. And... And just for the public's information, Tim is footing his bill on his own to go because they did this government shutdown on travel. Who cares? All right, well, what else you got, Brian? We have another phone call as well. Okay. Now, last week you brought up the program director at AmeriCorps that is a convicted felon. And uh, I find that kind of extraordinary. I'd like an answer from... John Anich and Marlena Rebo, because not only was that her one conviction, she was also pled guilty around 2004 for stealing microscopes from the Clark County School District. Wow. What's this got to do with Guam? She's the director at AmeriCorps right now. This lady she, that Brian's talking Federal about. Federal grant oh. money. Yeah. From, from, she's being... Paid out of federal grant money. And, you know, I like how they say if you want to get in the AmeriCorps program, you must consent to a complete, complete criminal background. <laughs> Obviously, she wasn't. And, uh, <laughs> well, uh, Brian, this is Tom. Yeah. What I'll throw out there is when you, you hear things like this, um, it, this is just me, my, my take. Someone who is the director of the organization, that person is not a veteran. I don't understand why they couldn't find a veteran who doesn't have any convictions on Guam 
to do that particular work. I'm not saying she does. She didn't have to work for the organization, but maybe not as the director. And no. some people say everybody deserves a second chance. Well, my opinion is you earn that second chance. This would be your third. Well, is that? Is that the one? I, I didn't see this. I didn't see this. So I just did a little research, and I, I cannot believe that's what we do here: is hire felons. When we could, we have plenty of veterans that could do that job. Okay, Brian. That's all I got. All right, thanks, you guys. Take it easy, Brian. Right. Talk to you later. And we're going to go to Bob on line two. Welcome to Vet Talk. How you doing? Hey, I'm okay. Nice of you guys to run this program. Thank you. Well, uh, somebody did it again on the air a few minutes ago, and I find it disgusting that a Marine has to say, oh, I can't say what a real Marine would say, indicating that, of course, it would have to be something with a very foul language. I am sick and tired of that. If you're a Marine and you can't express yourself without swearing, that is your problem. Right. Don't dump it on the entire Corps. I won't stand for it. All right, point taken, Bob. I'll meet you Thank after the show. Right, you have a good night. Be safe. So. Yeah, so, I mean... <clears throat> I don't know what to say. I mean, people make mistakes in life. We all have made mistakes in life. Yes. But when you, when you hire people, I, I remember when uh, I was going up for a government job. We denied nations. I had to go, go through, you know, over and over again. Four interviews, five interviews. You took out a background check. They did a background check on my family. That, I said, what? My father said his job got a phone call New York State Police Department saying uh, is your son so and so so and so and then my mother worked for Hartford Insurance and, well the Human Resources Personnel Department at the time said they're calling in trying to verify your son's name you know how old he was whether he was in the service he says really yes. are, you a U are you a U.S. citizen wow uh, I'm saying I, they went that far and this is a job for what United Nations okay yeah, it was a civil service because you're part mm -hmm. of, you're the American contingent of, right. it, of it. So uh, I said, they really did? And I was very young. I said, really? She said, yes. She said, I don't know what they want, you know, what background check they want to do, but they're actually talking to relatives, and they're asking them, are they U.S. citizens? Where they came from? What your grandparents, were they from Ireland, Israel, or whatever? Yeah. So I just don't, I just don't get this. I don't understand it. Well, I, most probably, uh, I mean, you were in your young, uh, early 20s. Yes. And uh, you were probably getting a top secret clearance at that time for that. Cause I don't know. I, 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 know, I, I, don't know. I, I was going through the, that process in my early 20s. They actually went back and interviewed the lady that babysit me when I was a kid. I'm like, what? Jesus. <laughs> so, all right, we, uh, we're going to go to the phone lines before we hit the top of the hour. Uh, Lindy, how, welcome to Vet Talk. How are you doing? Good. Half a day. Half a Hello. day. This question is for my Papa John. I'm here. Do you want anything from King? Mindy, my girl Mindy. Mindy. <laughs> welcome home, baby. Thanks, Papa. <laughs> we'll talk to you when I get home. Okay. All right. <laughs> 
my daughter. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, uh, back to that. Yeah, they, they go back and uh, it was actually kind of funny because uh, they went and visited my dad, knocked on his door, or called him for uh, the setup uh, time to meet him. And of course, he did it like a day or two later. He called, what did you do wrong? Just answer their questions. It's a background check. But I thought it was funny. He immediately thought I did something wrong. I'm like, what? So would I if, if you know. If I oh, come on, Tom. Uh, no. <laughs> wow. Uh, so that was that. We talked. Uh, where are we? Uh, talking about the uh, the budget. The budget. <laughs> yeah. Um, John it's, feels it's not enough based on what John has seen. Well, what, what's down there, and what we've all seen. You have those two well, large crypts up on top of the hill that have to be removed, and who knows how much that's going to take. I don't, I don't know. Right, because those, those are actually condemned. Oh, uh, yeah, they don't put any remains in there. Right, no. they can't. No. Uh, then, uh, of course, you know, when I said the number, uh, one of you went, that's still not a million dollars. Actually, I think both of you said that. But, uh, you know, since I've been on, that's the largest amount of money I've seen in the budget coming out of the legislature. For Veterans Affairs. For Veterans Affairs. Yes, I, yes, I agree with that. Uh, is it enough? No, it's still not. It, it won't be enough. Uh, and as we know, we talked with uh, the director, Tim Muggan, last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got two grants that he's hoping to find out information about at this trip he's going on. Uh, hopefully we get some of that money and we can start fixing things. Uh, as was mentioned, there's 35 great headstones that need to go into the ground now. On the, in the, on the ground and on the, on the crypts. And on the crypts. <clears throat> Total of 35. Thing is, we still have people passing away that need to be buried. Mm-hmm. So it's, that number's going to grow. So it's the longer just, we wait, the more there's going to be. It's just so disrespectful to the to 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 the young men and women of Guam that this is our final resting place after the service we provided to them, some with blood, sweat, and tears. And you can see if if you if you've been on Guam long enough, you've been a farmer, a fisherman, or construction or something. You can see the deterioration. The chapel's ready to fall apart. The it, chapel. It's and been in bad shape for a while. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and, and to describe it and to go through all the, the necessities that being replaced, it's, it's a big job. It's a big job. It's going to take big money because none of the local boys can fulfill the mission. You got one guy up there that's playing mason, carpenter, uh, painter, uh, mower, bush cutter. I mean, this, this guy's busting his butt up there. And I don't want to say something wrong because that pencil had Nick Marines listening, and I don't want to Quick. step on him. Do you feel like they should hire more people to get they the just, job done? Yes, they definitely need more people. And there's, there's slots in the, the budget <clears throat> that was just voted on for an increase of personnel, not just at the cemetery, but at the Asin office as well. Aren't there only like two uh, VA offices on Guam, or I may be wrong? 
There are two VA offices. You have one national office that mm-hmm. is up in Tizen. Mm-hmm. Then you have the Guam Veterans Affairs office that's down in Assen, which also takes care of the cemetery next to the auto spot and the cemetery down in Petey. Copy that. Uh, and the really the uh, cemetery next to auto spot, mm-hmm. uh, that's, that needs work too. Oh, yeah. That needs a lot of work. It's eroding. Pretty soon the caskets right. going to They want to put a, a, a water break to stop that water from coming mm-hmm. in and then taking, eroding, as you said, eroding all that soil away. Soon we're going to have crypts floating well, out check to Check this sea. out. Just one thing. Every time they dig a hole, there's not five guys out there digging with shove, picks and shovels. It costs $5,000 to bring in a backhoe to dig that hole. I, and with that, this is we are at the top of the hour, and we have to break for the CBS News. This is Vet Talk on News Talk K fifty seven. We'll be right back after the CBS News. Good evening. Welcome back to Vet Talk on News Talk K57. My name is Sean Watson. I'm a member of the VFW. Johnny Atulai Titano at your service. Military Order, Purple Heart. Tom Devlin, Military Order, Purple Heart. And taking care of us in the studio, we have Jordan. Hello, sirs. So, um, we were talking during the break, and uh, I had to to play a nice little song to calm Johnny down. Hmm. You know, it's been a bad week. When I found out that that uh, Navy corpsman that passed away with those 13 Marines was from Guam. He was stationed here. Yeah, he was stationed here. And he made a lot, he did a lot of community service, and he made an impact with uh, my nephew, Malcolm Manabusan, and a lot of the students in teaching, uh, what's karate, jiu-jitsu. Martial arts. Martial arts, yeah. Yeah, Just make it easy. Yeah. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> what, make things easy? No. 
but yeah, and our condolences and, and heartfelt feelings. Because yeah. I was a corpsman. I was a corpsman. Right. Right. Uh, and our, our, our thoughts and, uh, and prayers are with the family and, and his friends here on Guam. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, those, uh, those bodies just returned back to the States a couple of days ago. Mm -hmm. The President of the United States was there. Mm -hmm. But it looked like he had someplace else he really wanted to be because he kept checking his watch. Mm -hmm. Think you could take that watch off and pay attention to what's going on when 13 military members died because of the hasty evacuation out of Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. Yep. Tom? Do you really think they really know what it feels like? When was the last president of the United States of America who served in a combat theater? The last president. That served in a combat that theater. Served in combat. Want me to give it to you? Sure. John F. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy. I was, I, was, I, was, I was working my way back. Right. All the others never served in combat. They were in the military, right. many of them. But they never served in combat. Well, Dwight D. Eisenhower, he was but in this well, is, this Europe. Is, that was, oh, in our recent. before, yeah. Our recent tenure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's what a lot of people don't get. They, they say, oh, we understand, we feel you. They don't feel anything. They don't, they don't yeah. understand because they're not there. They don't understand because they're not a family member who is burying a son or daughter mm -hmm. who is only 18 and 19 years of age, just starting their life, basically, to fight in a war. And to fight in a war where you're basically, you're leaving, just like that. You're giving everything back and you're leaving. And what do the families feel? What was it for? Yeah. What was my son or my daughter sacrificed for? And this is, and this will, and even the veterans that served there didn't, didn't even get hurt. What was all this for? Even in Vietnam, we right. fought there for 10 years. Generation fought there. And I remember when they, in 1975, when they helicoptered them off the U.S. Embassy. I was just graduating from the university. And I sat there, my mother and father was living at home. Didn't say a word to me. I was just sitting at the TV, you know, like quiet. And they knew not to say much to me. And I'm thinking, what was all, all the suffering, whether you're from the North, the South, Laos, Cambodia, you know, killing people is killing people. It's suffering and right. their families. And then when we go back to Vietnam today and we sit at a table and we see the, our adversaries at one time and almost to a man, we have more in common with them than we have with our political leaders. <laughs> and they say the same thing to us in broken English. It wasn't us. We did what we're supposed to do for our country. It was our leadership that sent us. Let me take care of this because I didn't say it when we came back on the air. If you want to call in and be part of our show, our phone number is 671-477-5757. Oh, um, you got to put the 671 on now? Well, I might as well get used to it because one, one October. Uh, oh, October. Okay. Yeah, you'll have to use the 671. And I told the story on the show. Rick Cruz, M-O-P-H Rick Cruz, M-O-P-H Tom Devlin, two Marines, combat Marines, mm -hmm. and Command Chief Petty Officer was sitting in a bar in Saigon, Lake Jack Chimisu, 
And we were saying we never thought our entire lives that we'd be sitting here together in a bar in Saigon reminiscing about the people. And we knew some of the names. We remembered some of the names of those that were killed. Mm -hmm. And he said, and we were all saying two of us were career service people. Tom, you weren't. You did your time and you got out. But your, your attitude and our, the attitude, all three of us, was what for? What did, what did we get? What did anybody get out of this? And you question that. Even though the war is over, you're still sitting in a country and you're questioning all the sacrifice by everybody. And I think this is what's going to happen in Afghanistan. And what happens in Iraq? Does the same thing happen in Iraq when we leave Iraq? Oh, God, I hope not. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you know, the, the last plane took off uh, a couple of days ago out of Afghanistan. Right. There's still 200 and something American people in Afghanistan that pretty much uh, find your way home. But that's the way I, I pick it up when I check the news is I, that's their choice. I don't think so. Um, so I'm, I'm not saying all I'm, of them. I'm sure if they were up there at the gate, they'd have been taken out. And if I, they really wanted to get out, but I, to me, I, I, uh, it's like they didn't want to really uh, get out. They, they, they were told choice. to get to the airport. They got to the airport, and the gates were welded shut. They went, nope, uh, well, you, you have to go back. I don't know the circumstances, but I know my six grandsons, out of my six grandsons, I got one that served, did three tours there. And he come back, and he's got that 20-mile look. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, I can, and he'll converse with me. But the other ones, they've in and out, in and out for different uh, reasons, because uh, they won't tell their moms, and of course, they won't tell their grandmother. But six grandsons, none of them Marines, by the way, because they none of them wanted to join the Marines or the, or the Navy, and end up like Papa. <laughs> And be, and be uh, reprimanded for my language. But it's, it, it, this is a generation. This generation is going to pay a price for this, 20, 30 years. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And we don't learn these lessons. And we have a bunch of old people in Washington, D.C., sending young people off to war, and that doesn't seem to change. And you'd think we'd learn. If you're going to leave a country, try to do it in a righteous way. But then again, you often have to. They have 300,000 Afghanistan soldiers. What happened to their army? Did the army just give up? Because in Vietnam, in many cases, the army, right, John, surrendered. They just gave up. Why? Because their government was corrupt. We knew it was corrupt, and we turned the other way. The president of Afghanistan left two weeks before the last U.S. plane left. Mm hmm. I mean, what what does that do to the morale of your military? Right. Well, if the president's just going to leave country. And how much money did he take with him? Probably all of it. Yeah. What gets me, one of the boys put on Facebook all the equipment equipment listing from tanks to, what do you call these, buggies and... Humvees. Humvees and... Uh, the armored personnel uh, carriers and things like and that. And all this Helicopters. equipment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All this equipment is just... You can... The Taliban just walked into a surplus store. Yeah. Well, I was listening to the news, and uh, 
after the last plane left, the Taliban went into the airport there and saw all those helicopters and everything. Started checking them out and go, none of them work. They're disabled. Mm-hmm. They, they, enough things were taken out of all of them. The same thing, you know, when you're in war, you take the same piece out of everything so you can't just swappy changey and make something work. Uh, but no, they're, they're all destroyed. They're in op. But that's still a lot of money sitting in hardware in Afghanistan still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, could you imagine if we had that money, what we could do in the United States? <laughs> I mean, you think about it, what we could do. The Veteran Cemetery, you could pave the road in gold. Right? Yeah. There wouldn't be any, what do you want to budget for? No, no, don't worry. But you spent all this money in Afghanistan. When we killed uh, that leader, whatever hell his name was. That Osama. Osama. Bin Laden. Then pull out. And you, te- you leave a message. When we, you have a problem, we're going to take you out. We're going to take your family out. And fight wars the way the Israelis fight wars. The, the Taliban took over Afghanistan basically without firing a shot. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I'd say yes. Without firing a shot. Yeah. I know they took Kabul, Kabul without firing a shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know about the other smaller towns. I mean, some units did fight. But if they don't have any backup behind them, if their government is gone, what am I fighting for? My government is gone. Yeah. And the problem is we knew this. We knew it was a corrupt government for the last 20 years. We knew that. And... Republicans and Democrats in Washington, D.C., whether presidents, vice presidents, or Congress or the Senate, you look the other way. And young Americans paid the price for you looking the other way. So don't dodge now and say it was a Republican thing, it was a Democratic thing. Every last one of you looked the other way when you said, well, we don't want to rock the boat. I, I forgot what you're... I, was, I was, believe this or not, Tom. I was watching the news this day. Today before I came into the show, damn. Yeah, that's unusual. I, yeah, I typically I don't sit and listen to the news. Uh, it's disappointing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there was a. Uh, I think he was. Uh, is it a navy Navy SEAL or uh, Army Ranger? Mm-hmm. I, I want to say it was a SEAL. Uh, he had to go in and rescue then Senator Biden. Because the helicopter he was on went down, the uh, patrol. I'm sorry, he was he was uh, uh, what's that? Blackwater security contractors. Yeah, the contractors. Mm-hmm. The helicopter went down. Uh, the na- na- I'm not na- military sent a group in to get them. They got lost. Uh, Blackwater, uh, I think, is what they're called. Mm-hmm. Went in, rescued those guys. Uh, I think it was uh, Biden, Dole, uh, somebody else. Uh, maybe it wasn't Dole. Don't quote me on the. I know Biden was there because that was the main part of the story. And an Afghan uh, interpreter. Right. Now that we've completely pulled out, his Afghan interpreter sent him a message going, hey, Mr. President, don't forget about me. <laughs> and so uh, that, that goes to say everybody that wanted to get out didn't get out. But you, you notice the similarities in the administration that's in power now and our local administration. So many things. Look at the, look at the daily problems we're, we're, we're going about now. It's all in chaos. In chaos. And it's all about money. That's, 
there's 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 so many different directions we can go with that <laughs> that, that particular statement. Uh, there's yeah. so many different directions yeah, yeah. we can but go. But the, the similarities there. Yeah. You know, uh, well, I, I I was listening. I've been listening to the uh, to K fifty seven for the last couple of days. Uh, there's <laughs> there's a lot of animosity going on right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of animosity. Uh, you know. <laughs> Ben, who calls into this show every once in a while, went and got in line 7 o'clock last night to be the first one to put in his paperwork for the 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 RISE. They're not calling it ACT anymore. Uh, the, the RISE program. <laughs> you said you weren't going to mention it. I know. And you did. It's, yeah. it's your fault. You sucked no, them in, It's John. your you fault. Did. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, and that's all I'm going to say about the do not call in about the RISE program. Um I don't. I don't have any information other than that. Uh, that and the PUA that that ends this week. The fourth. Right. Right. The Saturday. That's mm-hmm. over with. Mm-hmm. The government has six hundred million dollars sitting in a bank. More than that. More than. Well, that. I'm just talking about from the uh, American Rescue Plan. Mm-hmm. That we got. That's a lot of gitas. Um, <laughs> you started this. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. You, John until I did. Yes, we'll blame no, John I didn't, until I, I didn't. Soup sandwich did. Soup sandwich. Well, <laughs> I might as well get on in this because I usually get the hit from John. You're down in legislature town. That's what he throws me under the bus. But I think this is me. I think part of the problem is the messaging. Mm-hmm. And I have to. I have to call the governor out. I voted for the governor. I you told did. you. I told you guys. Yeah. I was on the show, and you were sitting next you to me. You don't tell me you didn't. You forgot because you didn't. He wrote you, it down. Yeah, he wrote it down. I <laughs> voted. I voted for the governor. <laughs> I'm going to go back on my record and check that. But I didn't expect this. Now, naturally, the governor didn't expect you know mm-hmm. the virus and things like that. But she has to deliver a better message. Her messaging. The way she's speaking to the people is not good. She has to ooze some type of confidence. Even when John and I went to combat, the lieutenant said, oh, you're going to go up there, we're all going to die. No, he probably knew we were all going to die, but he knew some would survive. We mm-hmm. knew that some would live. And he still led from the front. And he led, and he said, you know, but I don't see that here. I see negativity, negativity. And you have to give people hope. And you have to ooze that emotion of hope. And what I'm, what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing, last Friday we got the information about how things will change at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. It's always a Friday afternoon. Well, why, is it always, why can't it be 2 o'clock Tuesday afternoon? Do things change? So do, These are the issues that she has. I'm not saying she's a bad person. I'm not saying that. But when you represent the people, when you want to talk to the people... You have to understand how they may feel, how they may take your messaging. And if you don't have the right messaging, the right words, they may take it differently than what you're trying to say. Yeah. Well, look at the cabinet. Are we getting any, any, anything uh, affirmative out of the cabinet? I, I, What's below the governor? Lieutenant governor. Directors? Uh, something? The only thing we hear every morning on the Patty Roy show is that girl... They get the Della Sola, the one in charge of 
Tax monies, tax whatever. Tax and revenue. who's that? Daphne Shimizu? Daphne yeah, Shimizu. Yeah. That's the only ones we hear from. And I, I think her messaging is, is just, for me, terrible. Mm -hmm. I think she could do a better job in her messaging. Hey, but I don't know get things me wrong. are bad. They're doing I a good job. But you have to deliver it's a, a different type of message the way you're delivering it. Her delivery is not good, but that's just the way I see it. That's just me. And I voted for her. But I've heard through the street that a lot of people, and we've all heard this, that voted for her mm -hmm. may not vote for her again. When's the elections? About a year from Do now. And you remember when she was in this room? Uh, remember that, Sean? I do. And who was sitting next to her? Not me. No. The lieutenant governor. Yep. Mm -hmm. He was sitting next to her. And they were both on the same time. They were both on the same time. And we gave them the whole hour and a half, I believe. No. They left early. They left early? Yes. Maybe our questions were too tough, or maybe I, the answers we were getting just wouldn't... I think they, they had another engagement they had to go to. But the from, idea if I is, correctly. you know, you, you give them a chance to deliver a message. And sometimes in politics, perception is everything. It is. And you need people that will tell you what you don't want to hear. Someone whispering in the back of your ear, this is not working. Yeah. This is not going to be receptive. This is not. You remember the first time they changed things? You remember, and John brought it out, the roadblocks. You remember that, John? What a... What? Yeah, right, John. What right. a fiasco that was. Yeah, roadblocks. That is the best that an administration can come up with, a roadblock. Yeah, and, you know, and right now... Ridiculous. Before, before I went back to the States in July... Right. Uh, car score was below one? Probably. It was definitely below two. Okay. I, I'll go below two. Now it's over 40... Mm -hmm. We had probably somewhere between 35, it was under 50 active positives on island. Okay. Where are we now? A thousand something? 1,400? Something. Core score? Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I've yeah. already said the core score. score well, everything's running, everything's running and, out and people are panicking. And the, so. first, the first thing we do is close the schools? Yeah. Yeah. You know, school. it was... Uh, initially, it was the strive for five to get the car score underneath five. Then it was 80%. 80%. We're over 100. Or I'm sorry. We're over 80% with the people eligible to be to get the vaccine. So, uh, where, where, where are we going from wrong? here? What went wrong? Is is the advisors that's advising the governor giving her good advice? We don't know. We don't hear what she hears, right? We no, don't. We don't no. sit in those meetings, right? We don't. Uh, is is the, well several things. Is the information good? I would hope it is. I would think it is. I'm not saying that it's bad. Okay, I'm just throwing a hypothetical out there. So don't beat me up there, Tom. Oh, uh, <laughs> it is. Is uh, is is she listening to this information? Who's spreading or, the pox? Or is she just deciding on her own the direction to go? I can't when she sat that. in here in this that. room, right on this show, mm -hmm. she told us that if she was elected governor, she was going to look at the the money and where it was going every day. Well, pretty much you. 
you don't only have to look at it once a week, once every other three weeks, because the money's not going nowhere. The money's sitting in the bank. To me, it's it's the messaging. Now you have this Cabrera score. No one's ever heard of this outside of Guam. No one. It's only on Guam. It's only on Guam. Now John made a valid point. Where oh, is this? Minute, don't blame me again. No, but where is John's point was right? Where is it coming from? Mm-hmm. How are they getting it? Now my point is, what about the people down south? Do they have any testing down south where people can get tested south, north, and central? Everything is sort of around the Micronesia Mall area or... Second floor. The second floor. Is the mall. vaccine working? Is it working? Now, from I mean, what I gather, <laughs> now, I could be wrong, maybe I'm wrong, but roughly, just roughly, a third of those that are at the hospital are vaccinated. Roughly. Maybe a little less than uh, a third. Maybe. I think it's a little bit more. Oh, whatever. Not, not much. Right. But then why are the vaccinated <clears throat> getting it and going to the hospital. Now, I remember when everyone was about get the vaccine, get the vaccine, you know, you go Right, because they said if you, you get won't the, be hospitalized you, for the most part. You it, know? Would, it would minimize right. the effects of the coronavirus. Is it working the way they thought it was working? And you can't keep changing the story every two days, every three days, because people won't believe anything you say after a while. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll just say, what, what, you know, <laughs> right, hey, stand, right, stand by. Booster shots coming up. Yeah. Batter who, up. Who was it? Somebody <laughs> called into uh, Tony's show today right. and goes, you know what? If the governor comes back on the TV, I'm turning the TV off because I don't trust what she's saying anymore. I, that's not Sean's words. That no, was that was a caller's words that called into the Tony from. show. And I hope the governor understands this. I hope the governor's people that surround her understand this. If there's gradually being a lack of consistency or people don't trust the message... There's a problem. There's a serious problem here on Guam. Ready for a break? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> John had his hearing aids and he wants to hear himself. Hey, I, I guess he heard me. Now. I got him on uh, now. You got right. Those are suckers. Uh, since, uh, since Johnny let the cat out of the bag. What? Uh, we're going we're gonna to take a quick break. This is News Talk. Uh, what are we again? Uh, you got me so flustered. But... We're Vet Talk on News Talk K57. We'll be back after this short break. Oh! 
there I stood and looked down You know I lost a lot of friends there, baby I got no time to mess around So if you want it, got to bleed for it, baby Good evening. Welcome back to Vet Talk on News Talk K57. My name is Sean Watson. I'm a member of the VFW. Johnny Titano Atulai. Tom Devlin, a member of the military, Purple Heart on Guam. Taking care of us in the studio, we have Jordan. Yes, sir. Right, if you want to call and be part of the show, our phone number is 671-477-5757. We have a few minutes left in the show. All right. uh, let's, let's change this up. That that was getting uh, depressing, actually. It is. Yeah. Um, you want you want depressing? Let me give you depressing. I know what you're going to talk about, Tom. You're going to talk. You're going to talk about that groundbreaking for the veterans' home in Hawaii. Right? Yes, I am. How did I know that? I don't know, but I gave you the information over a week ago. I know. You've been holding on to it. I have. So is John Atulai over there. He keeps looking at me, and he's got the same stuff we have. What are you talking about? Yeah, what are you talking about? Let it, everyone, I want you to know that John Atulai has his hearing aids in. Hey. He's a different man. Bobby, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bobby, thank you. Thank you, Bobby. Hey. He is everything now. He is a, the whisper in the ears, you know. I was trying to do some stuff behind the scenes, and Johnny's like, oh, we're going to do this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, it's, it looks like it's a very nice uh, state veterans home. And I, I believe that's going to be on the island of Oahu? Yes. Yeah. And it's going to be up on the eastern side? I believe so. But it's, um, I, w- I wish we had something like that here. But uh, I, I wish we just get our stuff that we have now fixed. I know. And I, you look at this, and I'm saying to myself, go on, we can't even get the veterans cemetery up to snuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we look at Hawaii, and Hawaii has 120,000 veterans. Yes. And uh, we can't even figure out how many veterans we have on Guam to this date. Within reason. Within, you know, reason. Some say 30, some say 40, some say 50. You know, why is that? I mean, uh, 
last year when was it last year i, th- I want to say it was last year the census uh yeah well when we had the census last year i've seen no data from that yet uh you know and guesstimating we have just under two hundred thousand people on island Hundred seventy thousand. Whatever. That's happened under two hundred thousand, right? Yeah. Uh, Who's in charge? The Census Bureau. Yes, uh, the yeah, Census Bureau. Yeah, I'm there's a Census sure. Bureau. There is, yes. And they were appropriated a million dollars for that. If I oh, a lot more money to than that, I'm sure. Oh, oh more money and oh. for the census. Oh yeah, that that's chunk but, change. And and one of the questions on there was, Are you a vet? from everybody in your household? And were they of that? And were they of that? Mm-hmm. So we'll have the accurate number. I know. I know. There's been several. I've heard several people say out on the streets uh, uh, about the the Asin office. Oh, I lost confidence in them years ago, and I'll never go back to that. Uh, I know that the vet registry is a, a big thing here on Guam. Uh, I I know there for a while the mayor's offices. You could actually sign up at the vet registry at the mayor's offices. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that is still going on or not. Uh, that's a good question. So when we have uh, the director, Tim Muggin, in here in a couple of weeks, hopefully, uh, we can ask him about the, the registry. Uh, I know they're still trying to do a lot of automation down there. I don't know where they're at exactly on that. Uh, so yeah, the, I mean that office. There's there's a lot of work to be done, and I think the the biggest portion of this nine hundred sixty eight thousand six hundred five dollars, if I say it enough, I'll remember it, uh, is actually going to go to fix up what should have already been fixed. Uh, I, I know he's wanting to hire. Right now there's still only three service officers down at the Assen office. I know he wants to hire two more. Uh, supposedly 10 going to be volunteers doing that, going through some training at this time or something. Yeah, whatever happened to that? Yeah. That would probably be up to the um, the Veterans Commission to, uh, to answer. Yeah, because they, they were uh, getting, last time I was at a commission meeting, they were getting nominees from the various mm-hmm. veterans organizations if anybody wanted to do it. But that's that was a couple of months ago, so I don't know. Right, and uh, I, I don't know what the time frame of that training uh, was going to occur. I, I have no idea. All right. And would you want to be a service officer if you're only making twenty six thousand a year? Because none of those girls down there are making over thirty. Yeah, well, that's twelve bucks an hour. You know the uh, uh, accredited VFW service officer that we have here on Guam. Mm-hmm. You know how much money he gets paid a year. How much? Nothing. Nothing. From, from, yeah. But does he have to handle 20, 15, 10 people a day banging on his I, door? Well, he, he handles a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as I know, and I, I, I get a report from him every month, mm-hmm. uh, I, doesn't turn anybody away. Because he's a hidden secret. He's a hidden secret and a piece of gold, and he's he's coveted. Uh, and uh, I know the gentleman. I I do too. <laughs> I've uh, known him longer than you. I've been on Guam longer all, all my life. Hey Tom, Tom, Tom. Uh, 
Tom. Well, Tom is That's Tom. Tom. That's Tom. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. <laughs> hey, Johnny. <laughs> No, this goes to both of you. You're I'll both be, older than I am. I'll be home, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, Bobby. I don't know what's going on. You have those to admit, two. we do have a good sense of humor here. You have uh, to admit. You that. have to, because I tell you, after it's, it's, it's a good sense of humor, but I think it's twisted. Well, yeah, well, sure. Well, of course. <laughs> We're twisted. Uh, Hey, Mom, have one ready for me when I get home. Yes, yeah, service officers, yeah. Uh, uh, the well, average service officer shouldn't have any more than 150 clients. A year? Roughly. Or in a career? Yeah, no. <coughs> I mean, MOPH, the average count when I was there was about 300. A year? That's, yeah, it's too many. Way too many. Oh, yes, that's way too way many. Way too many. And... The sad part of this whole thing, when John talks about the salaries, I was a service officer when? 10 years ago, roughly, John? Mm -hmm. Just roughly? Military Order Purple Heart paid me more money than the local veterans office. Mm. I made more money, mm -hmm. had less experience, or, or now. than now. My salary was uh, close to 50. Mm. Wow. Wow. And I remember MOPH, late Jackson, how did you get that deal? I said, he just said he'd pay me what he was in. And we made the deal at Jess Barakov. Mm. That's where Jack and I was sitting there with the, you know, the fellow from uh, Los Angeles. Because mm -hmm. originally, I didn't want to take the job. I said, give it to a young guy. Couldn't get anybody. I said, well, then I want an assistant. You want what? An assistant. Remember, I, and I, I said, well, that's, that's the only way I'll take it. Well, the assistant never... Never Mater appeared. Never a material. Remember that? Mm. And I said, yeah, yeah. that was the deal. That, right? Remember I said that? Mm. That was a deal. You broke the deal. You got a problem with me. Mm. And uh, then after that. that, Ron Kanata took the job. Mm -hmm. So it's... Um, the sal and how do you increase their salaries? What is the process on Guam of increasing a person's salary? Just knowing what it is. No, but what well, is it? No, what is it? Well, because th those are actually GovGuam positions. They right. call them the protected or something. Classified. 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 There yeah. you go. Classified positions. So they would have to increase the classification of those jobs, I would think. Well, well, well how about these? Just check this out. You're at GMH. You're working in the emergency room or you're working up in ICU, and you've working alongside this person that's all garbed up and nurse and everything, your position, and you find out that this nurse, your coworker, on a daily basis, is making $140 an hour, and you're making $21 or $18. What does that do to the morale? I don't care how you try to cover it up, but what does that do? Just like the teachers. The disparity between the teachers at DOD and contract teachers coming back. They retire, then they get a contract. You want to hire, rehire me on a contract basis? Give me my retirement, plus this is what I want. And then you're working side by side. It, it, it's, you know, you got to be really hardcore to suffer that. I wouldn't do it. 
And do elected leaders know this? Of course they do. Of course. They all know this. They can't put their head in the sand. They don't know what's going on. That's, and that's part of the problem. <clears throat> we allow them to put their head in the sand on too many issues. It's time to say, look, if it's not the type of job you like, you can always resign before election time again. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's truth. You don't have, it's not a, politics is, should not be a career position. No, it shouldn't. No, it it should be a part-time position. You do two or four years, and then you move on with your life again. Not say, I'm here 25, 30 years. Well, what have you done? What have you left? But our girls down at the VA center in Nassau, every single one of them, every single employee, they're getting peanuts, and there's no way that I'd do it. No, I don't, no, there's no way, no. I could be a laborer up at the, yeah. up at the new Camp Bloss, mm -hmm. cutting rebar, doing something, yes. make more money than that. And who's holding all the money? Who's all holding all the chips? Um, okay, we have another phone call. Hey, Joe, welcome back to Vet Talk. How you doing? Yeah, this is uh, Joe again. Uh, the last time I called about the, the draft. And, right. Uh, but uh, this one, I was just thinking uh, the 13... Uh, uh, Soldiers that that died yeah, in Afghanistan. I don't believe uh, Guam or our military bases here or the governor uh, put on a notice for the half half a mass. I know the flags on base were a half staff. Mm -hmm. Half staff. Yeah. Well, I I didn't see the the you know, the base, but. Uh, here in Guam, the governor didn't even declare to follow up, I mean, to uh, carry on the orders from the president of uh, half-staff. And it's really disturbing because, you know, we lost one of all of the 13, we lost one from, from Guam. And uh, being a veteran, you see how the government our local government usually fail the veterans, you know, and uh, it bothers and it tells me because our service as a veteran and even the active militaries are not even recognized locally, this government. Yeah. Okay, you guys, thank you. All right, Joe, thank you. Th thanks for your input. Appreciate they are, it. They are flying the half mass down at the cemetery. I noticed that right off the bat. Yeah, and I know they did it on base as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that was just for a day that that was ordered for. Uh, so, uh, no, that's, 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 that's special when one of them had ties to here being on Guam, mm -hmm. being stationed here on Guam, and uh, the outreach that he did while he was here on Guam. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and Tom, you said this earlier. Uh, Guam is second highest per capita that joined the military in the United States mm -hmm. to include all the territories. The Tom's been saying this for years, and Johnny, you say how much money do we th do the vets bring in every year? Mm -hmm. uh, Tom, you said one million dollars for the VA office, thirty-one thousand three hundred ninety-five dollars short of a million dollars. 
is that going to be enough to do everything the VA office needs to do this year? Are you asking me? Not really. It's more of a rhetorical question. I mean, just the cemetery. Just the crypts that aren't used. Knocking those crypts down. The ones that can't be used. The ones that can't be used. Just, just to repave the road in the cemetery. Just to repave the road. Mm-hmm. No. Just, it's, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, the, the people on Guam have got to make a couple of different decisions. Hard decisions. In about a year. Especially the veterans community. More... More the veterans community. If you want that cemetery to be up to par, fine. If you don't want it to be up to par, well, then get buried at a private cemetery. Not all veterans are buried in that cemetery. A lot of veterans get buried in the private cemeteries Mm -hmm. because they're well taken care of compared Mm -hmm. to that cemetery. Comparatively, yeah. You have to make a decision. Why do they get buried there? It's free. At a private cemetery, you pay for it. You pay for everything, basically. Mm -hmm. And the veterans community has got to make up their mind. Each individual family has got to decide, is this what you want? Because you know what you have, you know what you got. I think if, uh, if you're buried in a private cemetery, you can still get the, the VA headstone placed there. Right. But which, you is, don't, which is yeah. right. But they don't, the cemeteries are taken a lot better care of than the one down in Assen. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. And you have to make a choice. Do you want to be buried there or not be buried there? But if the governor of Guam wants to keep a cemetery for veterans open, then you've got to do what you have to do, and you've got to put the money and the time in that cemetery or get out of the cemetery business. One way or another. You can't have it both ways. You can't dishonor those people that are there and then say on Memorial Day and Veterans Day, we're heroes. Right, and you only go up there the two times a year. You know, sure, the two times a year. I t- you in a hurry, Tom? Yes. You, you still got eight minutes. Oh, I, I'm giving it to John. We so on? he can adjust his hearing aids and everything. Were you on? You had a hot date or something? Yeah. Bobby. <laughs> but, uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, you should see these two guys in the hearts. And they're both of them. They don't even know what to do. Johnny's just looking at his hand going, oh, well, whatever. If I catch your Zories on my back door, you're, you're dead meat. <laughs> oh. But uh, back to my rhetorical question. The train came way off the tracks. We uh, do that deliberately. Uh, hey, Tom, you do it to me on purpose. Yeah, well, that's true. Uh, uh, again, $968,605. Right. Uh, that's probably what it'd take to fix the cemetery Let alone. Let me throw this back at the both of you. I'm glad there's a plexiglass between yes. us. What is the salary of all the employees and the salary of the, supposedly the new employees they're going to hire? The you, total dollar figure. You gave uh, it. That's close to $600,000. Okay. That's just the salaries. Yeah. And the bennies. I think I'm throwing operational expenses in there too for what's left. Power, water, telephones. But I mean, well, what, I'm throwing that in there. What money is left to spend on anything? Three hundred thousand. That's it. Is that enough? No. no. I, Come on, we know. I, and, I, and I might be highballing that number a little bit. Right. I, I don't have that number in front of me. But I'm just saying, salaries 
or a big chunk of any <laughs> government job, any type well, any, of job. Well, any job. Any job. Salaries. Not just government. I salaries mean, and benefits. You, you have that on a, a, a commercial job. But mm-hmm. the idea is, when you're talking about a veteran cemetery, I would consider that high profile, wouldn't you? A high profile thing for any government mm-hmm. person that represents the people. That's high, you know, high stakes there because you know, Memorial Day and Veterans Day, everybody wants to be seen. You know, and Johnny, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw a, I'm gonna throw a softball up here for you to hit out of the park real quick. I'm ready. You ready? Okay. okay. How much money do the veterans bring in every year? Sixty-six million dollars. I thought you reported. said sixty-two. Sixty. Right. I did. It just went up again. Uh, okay. I just saw them. Since, since we've been notes. here, I just saw. Okay. Uh, anyway. $62 million is what you said earlier. 66, okay, somewhere between 62 and 66. Okay, that's fine. And the three service officers that we have down at the Asin office is making roughly $65,000 combined. 20. All right, we, we have a phone call. We have a time for one quick phone call. Okay. Right. Hey, Joe, welcome to Back Talk. How are you doing tonight? That's Joe again. Hi, hi gentlemen. Sirs, um, hey. I, I respectfully request for. Uh, some some insight, perspective to this terrible situation in Afghanistan where they're trying to get Americans out and allies of the Amer- of the USA. Uh, I think there, there isn't a question, the majority of everyone believes that we needed to get out of Afghanistan, but I think what was the issue is that uh, the, the withdrawal and the evacuation was kind of messed up and left uh, military equipment in the hands of terrorists. And uh, there could have been options for like, the UN or Muslim countries to lead forces to help uh, the democratically elected uh, uh, government of Afghanistan. Uh, does that sound about right in the right ballpark, or what do you think? Uh, my my personal opinion: the whole operation was botched. All right. One, we should have never. The, the the president of the United States should have never said publicly that we're pulling everybody out should have started pulling all the civilians out before he did anything and gotten half of the troops out before he said, yes, by the end of the month, we're going to have everybody out. Uh, I think it, it was a, a operational uh, security violation, uh, to say the least. And the uh, with the, what, uh, uh, the other Joe that called in about the 13 uh, soldiers that died from the suicide bombing that happened is an atrocity and never should have happened. So from this, from this point forward, um, should they go in and try to destroy all that equipment, military equipment that the terrorists have control of? Or well, what, the thing what, is, the the, the, all, all, the, all the equipment that was left behind has been disabled to the point that they cannot get it running again. They can't take parts off one to put into the other to make it run. They are all disabled. Okay. So there's not much worry about that. Uh, well, at least that's what, that's what the news is saying. Okay, that's great. Great, great to hear. Um, uh, all right, uh, hope to hear from you all in the future about um, whatever comes up. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. All right, Average Joe. Thank you. You be safe. And thanks for the phone call. Actually, I want to thank all of all the people that call into the show. Uh, this is your show as well. Uh, we we enjoy hearing from you, uh, and enjoy the interaction. Actually, yes. It, Actually, makes it makes Tom's day when you call in. Oh, definitely. And John is just jumping hoops here with his hearing aids, and he's just going crazy. Slow down with my hearing aids. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm the odd man out here. I don't have hearing aids. Maybe you should get a hearing test. What? 
Yeah, K Rain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? That would be nice. Bluetooth uh, earphones? Yeah. But, but have, instead of wearing these big, bulky things, if I can bring my Bluetooth ones in and just boop, okay. You just put them in your ears? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Okay. Kind of like your hearing aids. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, yeah. You mean we're going to go mod now? Ooh. I don't know about all that. Oh, okay. All right, last words, Johnny. You all be safe, and uh, I hope you all get a piece of the rice action. Be safe out there. There are a lot of crazies out there. And I'm sitting with two of them in here. Hey, all right. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm not, you know what? I've already said thanks to all the, the callers. Uh, all, the, all the people that aren't on Guam that are listening to the show, uh, we appreciate you too. Uh, I know we have uh, people in the Philippines, uh, Thailand, that listen to the show quite often. And as Tom said earlier, uh, we have a, a VA office in California that listens to our show. So mm-hmm. a shout out to you guys too. You keep, keep doing the good work there in Southern California. And welcome home to my girl, Mindy Girl. She just came in uh, from Arizona. On the 6.30 flight? Mm-hmm. Yep. 5.45. I think, uh, yeah. Anyway, welcome it, home, girl. It could have been late. All right, this has been Vet Talk on News Talk K57. For Johnny, Tom, and Jordan, my name is Sean. We will talk with you again next week. Have a good week, Guam. Good night. Good night. A hundred days have made me older Since the last time that I saw your pretty face A thousand lives have made me come